This listener feedback show is brought to you by our new Patreon supporters, James Husband, Remy Levitois, and Mark Foppen. Thank you so much for supporting the diner. Hey, sci-fi fans, this is Kevin Sussman from The Big Bang Theory, and you're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Sci-Fi Diner Podcast Listener Feedback Show. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. Hello, I'm Miles B. McLaughlin. Hi, I'm M. Ciro Garcia. And we are excited to be bringing you this show um, with your thoughts about some of the things we've been talking about, and we're going to share some of what we've been watching, what we think about what's been going on in the sci-fi world. Yep. So it sounds like it's going to be a good night. So uh, why don't we start off... What has been going on in uh, your sci-fi world, M? Let's talk to you. We haven't talked to you about your sci-fi world in quite some time. I know. I know. Um, my sci-fi world's been kind of lean. Uh, I've been very devoted to Downton Abbey, which is neither sci nor fi. Well, it's fiction. Right. So it's not so it's much fi, the sci, it's not but sci. the fi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am slowly waking my way through um, The X-Files Season 3. Ooh. Uh, I just you made it. You, watched... you, you you made you made it through the first season. That's the important part. Yeah, so. well, I mean, everybody knows the first season was kind of cattywonky. Yeah, well, yeah, it was dated, um, but some good I stuff. I finally, finally finished Iron Fist, and it was like getting teeth pulled. Oh, well. just, uh, we've heard it. And for because... some for some reason, Netflix said, "You know what? Let's pull teeth again. We're gonna have it a second season." We haven't so. pulled all your teeth yet. Yeah. Did it get a second season? It got a second season. Ugh. <laughs> there you go. I, More yeah. teeth pulled next year, Em. <laughs> Look, it just needs to be Jessica. Well, Punisher's getting his own show. We need right. another Jessica Jones because she's amazing. Um, but I did it to get so I could be, uh, so I could really get what was going on in the Defenders. And the Defenders was, uh, I don't know. I need to watch it again. Um feel like i'm missing something and then of course i power watched all of game of thrones before game of thrones came back and wow. i'm so happy so happy and this is a big spoiler john snow is actually a targaryen shocker <laughs> you know this by now right if you've read the books and did not know this well the, yeah but the show is ahead of the book so there's no well, no, no no i yeah. get that but um it has been a long standing um fan theory Oh yeah, a very long time. Yeah, that the book readers have all gone on and on and on about. So our dream has come true, and they have finally put on film. Not only is he the child of uh, Targaryen Stark, but they legitimized him by showing that Rhaegar had annulled his marriage so that he could marry Lyanna, thus making Jon Snow or Aegon Tar- Targaryen the actual, like. Yeah. He's the throne is his. The Iron Throne is for John's supple, well balanced, incredibly muscular behind. <laughs> <laughs> and we were talking about my love of butts in the last show. I'm just saying. I never. I, it's very rare for me to bring them up. So, uh, I seem to always bring them up. Uh, I'm just gonna yeah, point right. out that fact. Right, right. Um, so, so Game of Thrones. I mean, what did you guys think of the finale? 
satisfying. It was very yeah, very. We we got a um, a, a I don't know how to describe, but this when, after the, after the, the White Walker King killed the dragon, he they bring it back. The and, Ice Dragon. And what this dragon does to the wall is just you know phenomenal i mean it's destruction i mean it's a it's a line of defense you hate to see it go but the way this dragon destroys it is it looks good it looks fantastic it's a beautiful and sad at the same time and uh jamie almost got axed yes jamie you know he uh, seriously was like "Mm mm-hmm and yeah he walked out free but they you know they were looking i I would really like us to have a show specifically about the finale of Game of Thrones. So, um, I because there's a lot of there's a lot of discussions that can be had here, and we try to have their discussions every Monday at work. We have a big conference call. There's like <laughs> sixty people on the call, and a lot of things came up. And and like, I feel like that that could be a whole episode. Well, that we could we really could. break it down we could, this season uh, and what we could expect for next season and you know I'm not sure who we can invite to that conversation but there has cute. to be some we have to pull from our sci-fi community somewhere that we'd be able to get someone in here we, need, we need someone with deep deep knowledge of yeah. the books mm. and the show so yeah. so uh, well let's think about that for maybe like the next time two weeks from now let's see if we can get someone on and to uh, do a show with us about just Game of Thrones this past season, where we're hoping it goes, what we thought of the finale, and kind of tearing it down. Yeah, we, we could, could devote a show to that. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's so much to unpack. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let me, uh, let me, let's, let's work on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe we can get, it doesn't have to be just one person. I mean, we can get maybe two other people on and yeah. see where we go from there. Mm-hmm. Do you have anyone in mind, Em? I think I do. I need to talk to him. Okay. Sounds good. Um, I need to talk to him and find out. But that's something I'd like to... I, 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 I've I made a mental note of. We need to... There's just so much I want to talk about that show. All right. Sounds good. And Sounds good. If, you have, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it by now, I do not apologize. No, no. <laughs> that, it's... Uh, and, uh, yeah. Listener feedback show, there's always spoilers on, so no doubt with him about that. Suckers. Yeah. I mean, yay. Anything else? What else has been going on in, in our sci-fi world? Uh, Miles, how about you? Currently, I am reading a prequel novel to War of the Planet of the Apes by uh, Greg Keyes. Uh, I haven't seen the movie yet, but uh, I was traveling last week, and so I wanted to have something to read, so I, I downloaded that. Um, also, Game of Thrones. Uh, also, uh, The Defenders. I liked it. Maybe it could have been a little bit better, but I did like some. I did like the interaction between the four of them, especially when they have to be grudgingly work together. I thought that was a fun uh, dynamic watching them try to uh, work together at times because um, four very dissimilar people and contrary at, at times. Um, I watched uh, today um, the DC animated movie uh, Batman Harley Quinn. Um, it's kind of in the same timeline as Batman the Animated Series. Same, I think it was the same voice actors. Uh, however, uh, they had uh, Melissa Rauch uh, from Big Bang Theory. Uh, she, she, she plays Bernadette, and, and her she's a natural at Harley Quinn. Uh, she's got the voice for it and the, she temp, does. the temperament. Absolutely. Does. Um, they kind of sprinkled, and I say sprinkled because it wasn't throughout, it was just a few places, some 
of the classic Batman show from the 60s. Um, some people in the, the costumes, there's one scene and there's a scene where, there's a fight scene where they do in the, um, I don't know what those things are called, where somebody punches and you see splats, blam, they did that too. Oh, very good. So that was, that was, that was entertaining. And uh, Last Ship, some people may not consider it sci-fi, but when you talk about the end of the world and uh, most of the human race died it's out. It's post-apocalyptic. Post-apocalyptic, yeah. yeah. So Last Ship is back on TV yeah. now. Oh, very good. Mm-hmm. How is that? Is it is it worth the next season? I think is so. watching? Uh, they, they try to... Yes, I, I, think it's, I, I think it's worth... At least watch the first two episodes and see if that will uh, draw you in. Uh, okay. They're, they're trying... You know, I, what I'd like is they came up with a new problem the last season... And this season, definitely a different problem, um, what they have to deal with, and you know, trying trying to bring the band back together because uh, uh, the, the the captain, um, the main the main captain, uh, uh, basically resigned, resigned. I was always called <laughs> resigned his commission he, at the end. Yeah. Of the, oh no, he was on he was on Grey's Anatomy, and they called him McSteamy. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Did um is that is, is that is Adam Baldwin still in it? He's still on it, yeah. Okay. He, he's he's now captain of the Nathan Hill. Oh, very good. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, then for me, uh, I have been reading the Aragon series almost through the last book, and I'm reading it for uh, another show that I'm on called The Orbital Sword, and um, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I never read the Aragon series, and man, this guy published this book when he was like 14 or 15. The first mm-hmm. book. And between the first book and this last book, you see how he's matured as a writer. Wow. It's been an incredible maturation process. So I've been enjoying that. That's what I've been reading mostly. Watching uh, with my son, we're watching Little Witch Academy, which is a um, which is an anime, and it's not bad. So it's more like I guess the fantasy bent of things, the way it is. And then um, I just watched the live action Death Note, oh, which got the same accusation that Ghost in the Shell got. Which was that they whitewashed it. Mm. Um, the best part about it is William Defoe, who plays the demon in it, and he is absolutely phenomenal in this. So I might have to check it it's, out. It's 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 worse. It's an hour and a half long. It's not the best adaptation of Death Note ever, but it's worth seeing for William Defoe. The worst so, he gets is good. Yeah, I saw yeah. that pop up on Netflix. Yeah, is it on Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix for free. And um, it's worth saying. And the premise is good. I mean, the the anime is absolutely phenomenal. It doesn't hold weight to the anime, but it's good. Not the best thing you ever watch. Though. Good. So now that I convinced you to watch it, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, let's go. We we have some listener feedback here, and this first one is from our good friend Colin. Um, Colin! Yeah. Um, do you want to read this feedback? Since I know that you have this thing with, uh, you know, about Colin's sure, voice. Colin. So, yeah. So, uh, and you can read that. And we'll just talk about it. And I think he's giving his top, uh, what is it, three villains. So. Oh, excellent. I just need to change the font size because old. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm with you there. You're not supposed to agree with Well, me. no, I agree with you because I'm right there with you. Okay. So, so I'm not, not because uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, you are older. <laughs> I'm older than you, I so I got to shut up. I just can't tell with you. So I know, but I got, you know, I'm older than you, Adam, so come on. Are you, re- no, you're not. I am. How old are you? 
Not in the show. I'll be 46 in October. I, I'm, I'm going to be 47. Miles has Miles has us beat, by the way, by about a half year. Rub it in, why don't you? Yeah, it's a 47. 47. I'm, I'm 46. I'll be uh, 47 in December, so. Oh, so you, all right. So, well, then, so, yeah, I'm yeah, the youngest. Yeah, you're, 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 the baby. you're the youngling here, so forget <laughs> it. So. Anyway, so yeah. from our friend Colin. Yeah. From the United Kingdom. Yes. Um, hi, all. Butt behind on the... Oh, probably <laughs> He likes butts, too. See? It Aww. is a butt show. He big butts and he cannot lie. <laughs> other brothers might deny. When the girl when walks in. When the girl in, walks in. And itty Never mind. Um, <laughs> oh, my. Where do we go in this show? Off the rails. Anyway, so hi, all. Butt behind on this. But, you know, busy, busy. Uh, kept meaning to do it, but then something else would come up. Anyway, villains. Um, his top... Five villains. Number one, the Borg Queen. Close run between her and Khan, but the Queen edges it out for me. Firstly, she is relentless. She I is. mean, she's been killed a few times and still keeps coming back. Also, she is not from Species 001, which means her race was assimilated, and so she rose to power. Not that a woman... Uh, not Now, that's a woman not to mess with. Yeah. I did not realize that. That's... It's a, oh, wow. okay. it's a good fan theory. Um, so is, is it a fan theory that she rose to power and that she's not part of 001? Miles? So well, she's definitely... She's she's, definitely yeah. I think it's documented whose species 001 is, and she's human. Yeah, she is. Humanoid, so, at least. Who know, that's very cool. Yeah. Um, oh, so wait, here's wait. a good one. Hey, hang Two, on, hang on. Baron Miles, Vladimir you have, do, Hang on. Do you, uh, do you have issue with that, that she's human? I don't think she's human. I don't, don't think I, she's human. No, I don't. I mean, they, they never said she was human, either on in the movie or TV. I mean, the border from the Delta Quadrant. So, I mean, I know it's a little hard to tell with her her head because it there's prosthetics and stuff. But I don't. I don't think she's human. All right. Well. Interesting. Yeah. Hold on. I'm checking on mem. Somebody check on Memory Alpha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The Borg. She. Well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well. You know. Regardless of whether she's human or not, she is definitely a villain to be reckoned with. Indeed. Yeah, in, so the in, next one, number two, is Baron Vladimir Harkonnen oh, from yes. Dune. Uh, this guy is much more evil in the books than on screen. He lives purely to satisfy his own ego and pleasures and cares for no one else. That's pretty much true. I was part of the Dune Saga podcast, and he was always... Always. Not always. In the early books, like the ones before Frank Herbert's books that they came out written by his son not quite as evil but man in Herbert's books he is just bad bad news all around <laughs> and then number three the smoking man from the X-Files sedition blackmail cover-ups murder intrigue this man is a living embodiment of all that's bad and with certain governments <clears throat> sorry um, and also uses his power to his own agenda yeah uh, man this is a good one Agent, that is a good one. It is, you know. And by the way, he's in Death Note. He oh, has, there's a clip of him talking. He's playing a pastor, which is kind of disturbing. That's but disturbing. It is. <laughs> um, and then honorable mentions to Agent Smith, the Cylons, and Bad Terminator in the first two films. Both bring something different to the Terminator role. Yeah. Live long and podcast. Colin. Cool. Yeah, so uh, what do you think of this list? Any other, I mean, I know that you're looking out, is the Borg Queen, what is she? Well, this is what Memory Alpha says, and now that I remember it, um, there was an episode in Voyager where she, um, 
That's right, she was a Voyager. Many times. So, it's one notable member of a species, she's a member of species 125, the Borg designation, um, for a human race, which by the 2360s has been totally assimilated into the collective. Um, in the episode Unimatrix Zero, where the, the, there's these Borg drones that have this virtual reality world they can escape to when they're assimilating, she manages to get in it, and there's a child she, she talks to, and she says she's originally of species 125. We don't know anything about species 125, it's just that that's, that's the race that right. she originally was from. So they're humanoid, but mm-hmm. probably not human like we think of them. But oh, very good. So what, what, I mean, what do you guys think of this list? It's a solid list. It is yeah. solid. Yeah. 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 I, I, I can't. I can't disagree with any of these. They're all good. They're all good villains in their mm-hmm. in their own right. Um. Yeah. I'd love to talk to cigarette man, smoking man, sometime at a con. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, but, he was so. in the. Last show he did was Continuum, I think. Yeah, he was in Continuum, too. That's right. That's right. Well, let's... um, Oh, this is going on. All right. uh, So, uh, do you want to read this next one, or do you want to read Crates? I can read the next one. This one's pretty long. That's fine. All right. So, this next one is next email. Thank you, Colin, for writing in. This next one is from James... Husband, who is, thank you, a Patreon supporter. Um, but he wrote in and for uh, and to give us some thoughts that he has about what he's watching and doing. So why don't we read through like part of it and then stop about after he talks about Star Trek Discovery. And let's mm-hmm. talk about that. And then we'll First off, I want to point out that I'm I, I want to give much thanks to Scott Miles and the rest of the folks at the Sci-Fi Diner. My name is One Letter. One letter. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> no. Okay. Continue. Go ahead. Um, I was a little bashed and slightly terrified, but mostly grateful you've made a lifetime fan. Well, well, let me stop. The reason that your name was not mentioned is we talked about him on the last podcast, and you were you were dealing with real life stuff that you had to deal with. So I don't think the slight's right. intentional. All right. <laughs> so cut him slack. Cut him slack. No, but, but, but now that he's heard you, I'm sure he's... He, he, he's probably know. saying, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you are the star of the show. The next email will be just no. to you. Go ahead. Now on, to, <laughs> now on to serious business. By the way, my name is pronounced like James, but minus the S. My late and great father, may the force be with him, had a quirky sense of humor. With that unique last name, he felt I should have a unique first name. I, it never occurred to him that I had to live with it. I'll always love him for it, though. Yeah, we had this huge debate um, on the last show. Like, how do you pronounce this Jame? Is it Jamie? Is it like it's, it was? Yeah. So that's why he's doing Got it. Got it. Yeah, Got it. Yeah, Makes yeah. sense. Yep. Yeah. All right, go for it. I want to write about Star Trek Discovery and my feelings about it, but first I wish to clarify what I wrote about Star Wars and George Lucas. I love Rogue One, but not as much as The Force Awakens. Honestly, guys, I'm prequeled out. I have this same perspective on Star Trek. Please don't hate me, but my opinion is that Rogue One was made to reintroduce the original Darth Vader to a new generation of fans. That's a, that's a good theory. The whole movie was built around that, that final Darth Vader sequence like a large Christmas present uh, with a small toy inside. I remember watching Rogue One at a theater, and most of the audience was quiet throughout most of it, but went crazy seeing Darth Vader rip through those poor rebels. Maybe they were all Game of Thrones fans. <laughs> Maybe. Nice. <laughs> that's actually nice. for, that's pretty good. I like that. I like that a lot. However, that scene was inconsistent with Vader from the original trilogy. 
Despite succumbing to the dark side, Vader retained some Jedi traits. Before the prequels, did Vader ever use his lightsaber against anyone that wasn't a Jedi? No, he killed normal people with the Force choke or with his cybernetic hands. He reserved the lightsaber for Jedi. He still believed in a warrior's code despite being an evil son of a midichlorians. So, so that scene in Rogue One was more reminiscent of Vader from Episode 3. He could have used the dark side to remove all oxygen from the room, killing rebels instantly. Thus, he could have recovered the Death Star plans, but not as well. But as we all know, that, that that's not what happened. So there's a bit of inconsistency from a storytelling perspective. But I understand that they needed to show a badass Vader in his Sith Prime. Okay, so let's talk about that. What what do you think about what he's saying regarding uh, Vader and Vader being inconsistent with what we know of him? Well, I'm trying to think when we saw Vader fight anybody or kill anybody with his lightsaber when it was a non-Jedi. And I, I think he's, he's, he's right. We never saw him. He, he saved his lightsaber fighting with, 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 with Obi-Wan and with Luke. Um, but this was, a, they were, you know, I mean, we're, we're arguing what our fan theories are on this. I mean, there was a dozen rebels shooting at him with uh, blasters. So, um, I would, I mean, and it really depends where you where you draw the line. Are we just drawing the line with the original three movies? You discount all the prequels, mm-hmm. all the Clone Wars, you, you, all the uh, Rebels series, mm-hmm. and if you just take the original, if you take the original three films, then 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 the theory holds up. But there's but Vader was the ultimate Jedi, and the ultimate Sith. Yes, and. I don't think we got to see a... No, we didn't see a fair representation of that in those three movies. Right. And, and Rogue One was the opportunity. And I, I agree, I think I, I agree with them that we, we had to reintroduce Darth Vader to, to the newer fans and, and in all his glory and have him wipe the floor and, and, and kick ass against these, jet, these uh, rebel troopers. Yeah. And to be fair, the movie did end when you know Generoso died on the planet. They blew up the planet. Mm-hmm. That was really the end of Rogue One. And then we get this little clip of them trying to save the Death Star plants, getting it off, and you get Princess Leia at the end. And woohoo! You know, it continues right into the uh, third, the fourth movie. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, the, I, I would agree that yeah, there's an opportunity to reintroduce Darth Vader to new, newer, younger fans. But I thought it, it was also an opportunity to tell a story. Uh, of a situation we, we heard about, but never really talked about it in length or, or seen the people involved. And so this was an opportunity to tell their story and tell another side of what war is like. Right. I mean, in, in war, you know, it's not always fought honorably. The so-called, you know, the good guys sometimes have to make moral, morally questionable choices to uh, achieve their objective and fulfill their mission. And in many times in war, you, you know, these people have to make the ultimate sacrifice. And I thought, uh, that, that that's what I got out of the movie. Yeah. I mean, the, the Darth Vader thing was a bonus. Yeah. What did you think about what he's saying regarding Darth Vader, Adam? So, I mean, it is a vehicle for us to understand, for the younger folks, to, to get what's going on. And it's a vehicle to kind of fill the gap because we when last we saw Darth Vader um, he was a giant tool screaming um, no (laughs) 
That's your and favorite line from that movie. He was skinnier, and it was just poorly, poorly done. I hated it. I hated it so much. Um, so it was, I believe I agree with the reintroduction of Darth Vader. We don't really know in this universe, you know, what Vader can or cannot do. Um, I like that he can use the Force with or kill people with the cybernetic hands. I like that he used the lightsabers. You know, it is the tool of the Jedi, not specifically on only the Jedi, but... And at that point, he's still kind of sussing himself out. There's still a lot of angry, angsty Anakin, um, AAA, um, in in that suit. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. have a... I, I yeah. don't... I yeah. don't disagree, but I don't. I, 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 I hear I hear what he's saying, and and uh, but I'm not sure that it bothers me quite as much as it seems maybe to bother him. But yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. But all I right, well, let, I get it. Yeah, let's let's move on. Let's uh, he, let's read the next paragraph and then talk about it. There was a time in my life that I idolized George Lucas. Just hearing his name made me smile like a doofus. I didn't write about this in my previous email because I too. Lo- it was too long, but the real reason I'm disappointed with George is because he let me down in a sad and serious way. Do you guys remember the hype that surrounded Episode One? Star Wars was introduced to, into the Internet age. Well, I bought into it. I was so excited and energized that I drove my family and friends crazy. This was my first new Star Wars movie in 16 years. That it was a huge letdown has been widely documented. Why this vilifies George is the lost opportunity to cement his legacy as a science fiction genius. He had the time to perfect the plot and screenplay. Being constrained by continuity is a cop-out. Do you guys ever watch those uh, competitive cooking shows like Top Chef? The best chefs were always the ones that created these wildly imaginative dishes while playing within the rules. I felt like uh, Michael Corleone from the scene in The Godfather Part 2 when he confronts Fredo about his betrayal. You broke my heart, George. You broke my heart. Joking aside, in all seriousness, I appreciate George Lucas for giving us Star Wars. The original trilogy was such a massive event of my childhood. My fourth grade teacher asked us to have our parents take us to watch Return of the Jedi over the weekend. And not on a, on a school night because he didn't want us falling asleep in class. You were cool if you had a Star Wars lunchbox. I can write a book alone about the toys. George has done a lot for people, not just with the movies, but with his charitable donations. He traded a huge salary from the studio and the merchandising rights so he can make more movies. George is a great man, but he let us down, us being the loyal fans from the original trilogy. So this is about him being on that list of a villain. Do you remember? He put it, he, he became, he kind of set that on as a villain for him. Ah, yeah. Yeah, so, so this is why George Lucas made the list. So, Em, on the last show, he had written in and said he's already his villains, and his top villain was George Lucas. I agree. So, and uh, he he says that there's a lot of people that feel this way. I'm still a proponent that the that the 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 new movies, the ones that M will not acknowledge exist, um, movies one, two, and three were made for kids and not for adults. At least the first one definitely was made for kids. But, James, I would ask you if you've seen the documentary, uh, the People versus George Lucas. Uh, the people interviewed in that movie would probably, I, I think, are, are in perfect agreement of, of 
uh, of your thoughts and feelings yeah. on this. So, yeah, so, absolutely. Listeners, if you haven't seen uh, The People versus George Lucas, it's worth uh, to watch. Yeah. That is a great documentary. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and to be fair, I mean, he, he makes some great points. There was a, uh, it, part of me says, well, the expectation was that high that no matter what George Lucas did, he wouldn't have lived up to the hype. But there were certainly some problems with movies one, two, and three. Most definitely. Yeah. So, but anyways, uh, go on. He's now talking about Star Trek Discovery. What's I co- just want to point out that Mr. That Jame is now no longer on my poop list because he made a Godfather's reference. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm now approves of you, Jame. It's a good, that's a really, that's a really great analogy. Yeah, it is. Because that's a very meaningful moment yeah. when, when Michael confronts his brother while they're in Cuba and like, look, I know it was you. I know it was you who sold us out. I know it was you who did all of this. You, and, and he kisses him and says, you, you broke, that's a deep, deep betrayal yeah. that Michael feels. And so for James to feel the same thing, that, that says volumes yeah. to me. Jamie, you speak for a lot of people. Yeah, apparently, apparently. All right, his thoughts on Star Trek Discovery. What's going on with Star Trek Discovery? Really, did we need another prequel series? I'm worried about this show. Just from watching the trailers and reading various articles, it seems that CBS wants their own Game of Thrones or The Walking Dead. How is that innovation? I have a feeling that uh, Michelle Yeoh's Captain Giorgio will die in the pilot. Why else would, would Michael Burnham be transferred to Discovery? Why do we need a dark Star Trek? Star Trek's vision of the future has always been optimistic and hopeful. Now we might be getting a dystopian vision, a walking dead in space. Instead of zombies, we're getting weird Klingons. I have a feeling that this series is about the beginning of the Federation War with Klingons. Remember in TOS how the Klingons took human? I bet there's some kind of disease afflicting the Klingon Empire, and the Federation offers a cure that somehow causes them to look human. Thus, the the cause of the war, alas, I'll still watch the CBS Show us the CBS wins in the end. <laughs> so yeah, and uh, didn't it? I just heard that uh, Discovery came out with the, the as a mature rating. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, they definitely are trying to do something darker and edgier. Is this Star Trek? I, I think <laughs> that's, that's the question he's asking. Like you know, mm-hmm. and, and he's right. In general, not that they haven't tackled tough issues and that it, not that it's always been happy-go-lucky, but Star Trek overall has been positive. It's also been, I mean, if not for we have achieved paradise, it's also either to defend paradise or to, um, it, it, or, or to try to achieve it. Uh, is, this, is this the Star Trek I would have wanted Probably not, but this is a Star Trek we're going to get, and um, you know, I I think they probably would be better off doing this in the uh, in the Kelvin timeline, so they can might have been able to avoid some of the the, the nerd backlash. But um, but this is what they chose to do to put it, you know, with, within ten years before the original series. I I have faith in in the writers and and the showrunners that they're not going to let us down. Um, it looks like it's going to be more of a war drama, so maybe it will be more of trying to either hold on to and achieve paradise than having paradise. As far as the Klingons, that maybe I, if you haven't watched Enterprise, James, they, they dealt with the whole Klingon forehead issue, looking human. 
there where it was it was the augmented virus that caused the the Klingon many I think Klingons. that's what he's referring to. They, they did that in Enterprise. Um, you know, I think they'll probably have Klingons of different. They'll probably still have some of those Klingons. Um, they alluded to that in this show, but we saw the Klingons more. You know, with with uh, the more traditional makeup, even though some people are saying they look different. It, I think it, it just looks more alien. They, they have bigger budgets, better better makeup prosthetic techniques. They've been playing with the Klingons' appearances, you know, since 1979 when they did the motion picture. I, that, that, they always tweak it. They always do different things. Even Worf had his prosthetics tweaked and, and, and changed a little during the run of Next Generation. Yeah. Um, Alana did as well. Yeah. So... You know, Georgia. I mean, I mean, James. If if maybe maybe that maybe this Star Trek's not for you, and I I certainly don't hold it against you, but you might want to at least give the pilot a chance. He said he's going to watch it anyways. Okay, so yeah, he's going to watch it. Yeah. And, and what do you think about what he's saying about uh, Star Trek here? I I have no problem with a darker Star Trek. I think the newest films have kind of set us up for a little bit of more darkness. Um, I mean, they're all just they're still only thir- PG thirteen. Right, but you know they're not exactly hunky dory sweet, and I, I long for I, I I enjoy a happy ever after, and there's only so far so far a utopia can go, um, and clearly you know in next generation they're in a position where they're at a much more civilized point in time, but it sounds like this is. This is going to be. This is going to show the uncivilized side. That it's, yeah. it's not all. It's, it's not all Starfleety and, and rules. And we have no money because people just exist. And right. I I. Yeah. I kind of like it when people take a different point of view, so. um, in a franchise, and I like when they try. Uh, I don't like when they screw it up. Star Wars Episode One, Two, and Three. Um, <laughs> but I do laud them for, for for making an effort. And Star Trek, Star Trek is kind of missing that that edge. I want I want to see I want to see a little failure. I want to see how they deal with failure. Mm. You know, yeah. um, I felt like the last uh, Star Trek was it Star Trek Beyond. I feel like that one was pretty dark, it, and it went it to a darkness. really like creepy place. Like. Yeah. That a human who, a human wanted to kill other humans, right. and just not just kill them, but completely eviscerate them. So you know the instinct is there, and the stories have got to be there too. Yeah, very good. Well, why don't you wrap up looking at his email here? He has the his top five ways to die, and why don't you just finish the email, and then we'll talk about what we think about his ways to die. Okay, so these are very creative. Uh, number five: getting stomped on by Godzilla. Uh, nice. Yep. Number four, this would be probably the worst way, uh, getting eaten by zombies. Agreed. Uh, yeah, that would be bad. Getting caught in a transport, transporter malfunction on Star Trek. See, I think I'd rather have that happen, because if that happens, you know, I won't know. It'll be like, psh, done, I'm done. Well, they yeah, kind of explored it's that. It's happened before where things, you know, oh, we're losing her, and then it's just a blob of, of, of protein on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that is bad. In the motion yeah. picture, they had a transport action where they lost two people, and um, you know, I remember what you know, 
Kirk asks, you know, do you, did you get them back? And he goes, what came back, fortunately, didn't live long. So it's... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I guess that's true. But... Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Number two, being forced choked by Darth Vader. Yeah, that would be bad. That would suck. Agreed. That's right. And uh, one being assimilated by the Borg. That's his number one. Also agreed. Yeah, that'd be bad. So, but thank you, thank you so much for writing in and sharing us your your thoughts. And it's okay; it was long. Give us a lot to dialogue about. So. There's a no. I'm, I'm a lot of good meat in that he's email. From Hawaii, so mahalo, James. Yeah, hey, hey. So mahalo for the email. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's wrap up with an email from Mike Crate from the Gatecast, and M, you are one sharing. One quick note something. to James, husband of Honolulu, Hawaii. Um, the person you forgot plays happens to own four ukuleles. It has two more coming, and I do pronounce it ukulele because that's how it's pronounced. There you just go. in case. There you go. That's just just saying. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All Sorry. right. Okay, go, ahead. go ahead. No, it's yours, isn't it? Oh, is it? No, I did one Oh, it's mine then. Um, So this is Mike Crate, who is from the Gatecast, sharing his top five sci-fi-ish villains in no particular order. So so the first one is Colossus from the Forbin Project. Okay, now I'm going to confess. I don't know. I've never even heard of the Forbin Project. Uh, I have not either. So, uh, do you know what you need to do, Mike, is you need to write in. Em, did you you ever hear of the Forbin Project? No idea. So, what you need to do, Mike, is you need to educate the Sci-Fi Diner on the Foreman Project. All right? And we'd be okay with that. Number four is Ball from Stargate. And I would agree that he is definitely a good villain. We had a chance to interview him. We did. Great. Yeah, we're good. Ball from Stargate. Dolores Umbridge. That one came up on another list someone had. And, was, um, she was on mine. Yeah, so Dolores Umbridge. So, oh, Harry Potter, definitely a good villain. Dick Jones from RoboCop. What do you think of that? I, I, I'm trying to think. I'm is that the, from the first film? I'll have to do do a, a quick the Google second, search. Yeah, the second one was just a uh, reboot of the first, but yeah, definitely he's a uh, he's definitely a good villain in that. And then President Snow from Hunger Games. That's a good choice. He was evil. He was. He was pretty evil. I agree with that. I view all of them as having a layer of complexity and maybe style that takes them all beyond the cookie-cutter bad guys so many movies show and rely on. So, you're looking up Dick Jones. What did you find out about Dick Jones? Yes, he's played by Ronnie Cox. He also plays a baddie on Stargate. Um, the, the one the one, the one, one senator that's a thorn in everybody's side. Oh, uh, yes. Yes, he is. In, in yeah. Star Trek Next Generation, he played uh, Captain Jellicoe. That yeah. actor always plays a baddie. He... Good choice. Good yeah, choice, good Mike. choice. Good choice on that. Thank you, Mike, for writing in and sharing us your top five sci-fi-ish villains. I'm grateful for that. And thank you, everyone, that participated in this in this uh, listener feedback show. Yeah, it was a lot of good stuff to talk a about. A lot of great stuff to talk about. Yeah. And, uh, and, yeah, so we're grateful for that. Again, if you want to write in and share your thoughts about what, you're, what we talked about tonight, either on this show or on the main show, um, you can send us an email to sci-fi diner podcast. It's just sci-fi diner podcast at gmail.com. You can uh, message us through Twitter or post on our Facebook page and let us know your top five villains, um, top five ways to die, uh, best cliffhangers of all time. I'd love to hear some people's cliffhangers. 
Oh, yeah, of all-time cliffhangers. I have a few that I, I would put up there. Some of them might be the X-Files. Yeah, we mm-hmm. talked about that earlier. I think it might be. But. And you, as always, you can support us on our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash sci-fi. We would love to have you supporting the podcast if you can. And if not, we would certainly just love to hear from you. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything else, uh, Miles, M, before we uh, wrap up the show here? No, I think we covered mm-hmm. it. Nope. However... One thing I would love to say, we would love to hear your Game of Thrones theories and thoughts about the finale, especially if we're going to do a show here in two weeks. I'm going to throw this out here. Yep. Is Cersei really pregnant? That's a great question. She can't be, according to the prophecy. But is she? Well, we're going to find out. Let's let that debate hang. Yeah, I'm just going to leave that there. Yeah. I'm, leave it. I'm just going to post it on the bulletin board. Yeah, right there. Wait, wait to... Did you just say bulletin board? Yes, I did. <laughs> you are dating yourself. I, the, yes, fact I that I, the fact that I'm I know what a bulletin date. board is, that's dating myself, too. What are you using? A 56K bald modem to dial into your local hub? Uh, my CompuServe uh, <laughs> uh, forum was telling me to switch to a, um, a 28.8. Yeah, nice. Now much we're really, better. We're really much getting this better. Better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Much better. Much better indeed. All right. My, well, American, uh, my America online account is uh, active. <laughs> I actually still have my AOL account email. That is funny. I always laugh when I see them come back, come in from people like AOL.com. I'm like, oh, yeah. I still have it. It's still functioning. <laughs> like it's a junk folder now, but yeah. I've had it since 1994. Yeah. Wow. See, that's nostalgic in itself. You have an email that's 20 years old. Plus. Shut it. Anyway, so Miles. Miles, let's uh, let's wrap us up. Take us out of the listener feedback show here. Until next time, good night and good luck. We'll see ya. Do your dailies. <laughs> Very good.